Amen. Hey, everyone. This is your friend, uh, Michael Thompson, with two of my eight wonderful kids. And they're singing my song. I just love that song. It's just some song that we wrote uh, waiting for the rest of the family to gather at a dinner table. And I just uh, love the sound of kids' voice for some reason. It's just so beautiful. And I hope you do too. Hey, guys, before you go, can you sing that top part again for us? Uh, Lift your voice. Let's hear it one more time. guys we appreciate it you can go but i appreciate you coming by and singing for us so thanks hey how's it going everyone this is again this is michael thompson here with the brand new day i want to encourage you uh, as you hear those kids sing that god always has remnants he has people out there that love him and he has the next generation that's coming up as well. And uh, millions and millions and millions of people across the United States, again, this is about U.S. today, millions of people love the Lord. We just finished our 245th birthday celebration, July 4th. And uh, you know what? Um, We may feel like, yes, it's true, it's maybe the lowest spiritual state and all this stuff, but we may feel like, oh, it's over. It's all over. It's not over. It's not over. And I want to encourage you with that today as we talk about a maybe sensitive topic about the United States and even politics itself, a topic that many people in ministry wisely steer clear from. However, there are moments that it's important to say a few things. So I hope you uh, extend grace and a very listening ear, as they say. Um, I want to tell you first, though, about a story. I have a a friend in my life, a little bit older gal, and I've known her my whole life. She's known me my from the very you know way back, and and this gal, uh, as I was growing up, she didn't believe in God, and in fact, uh, as I got older, I realized that she really didn't believe. And then as the years progressed, I think she got more hardened, and you know got into some uh, just anti-God type. I mean, like vitriol, like anti-Christ, as they would say, and. To this day, she's very uh, like angry, hostile, uh, into a lot of crazy anti-biblical beliefs, kind of flowing with the the tide of the culture, and um, and I just decided uh, with her that uh, it's over. You know that it's just there's no more hope. She's crossed the line, and um, therefore I should just give up on her. You know, so that's kind of what. It, no, obviously. I have not. And let me ask you a question. If that's the truth about people, is it not also the truth with nations? Who are we to say, well, America's 245 and it's all hope is gone? The fact is that nations can turn. And if you don't uh, believe me, then just consider the story of Nineveh, which is actually a city that is in modern-day Iraq. And you remember the story of Jonah. 
And I remember he did not want to go to Nineveh because it was a really, really hard place and it was scary and people were hostile. God said, go there. And he went into a fish. And by the way, if you haven't been following the news, there was a guy who was swallowed by a fish recently and vomited out, which I thought was kind of interesting. Our kids love that story. It's a real news story recently. But anyways, Jonah went to Nineveh and it was a scary, evil place. And he said, you guys need God. And you know what? That place turned. And the entire uh, city of Nineveh, I'm sure it wasn't a nation, it was a significant group of people, and they repented and they turned. And ironically, for whatever goofy reason, <laughs> uh, he was Noah wasn't happy about it. And uh, so maybe, maybe we're, we have a little more Noah in us. Or I'm sorry, I keep saying Noah. I meant uh, Jonah. <laughs> so Jonah... Uh, maybe we have a little more Jonah in us than we'd like to admit. So the fact of the matter is that we should be involved in nations and we shouldn't give up. And let me explain. Can you remember the story of Esther? Esther was a queen and um, it was unwise for her to get entangled in political affairs, even though she was queen. You don't go to the king. You never go to the king and say, hey, I have an issue. Please do this to help my people. But she did. She took the risk. She went into the king and said, hey, um, I really need help. And she was very shrewd how she did it. And she was used in a mighty way. And Jewish people to this day still celebrate the Feast of Purim to remember how God used Esther, how God saved his people from a great disaster that was looming, political disaster that was against them. But uh, what about in the New Testament? Can you think of anyone that was super engaged politically? Uh, may take you a moment to think, but think, think, think. How about John the Baptist? John the Baptist goes to Herod and says, what you are doing is wrong. You're in an adulterous relationship and it's wrong. But how about modern day? Can you think of anyone, those of you who are history buffs, maybe in World War II, you may remember the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, someone that worked behind the scenes to try and uh, liberate the world from the dangers that were coming with the Nazis and specifically Adolf Hitler. And so you see these stories kind of scattered throughout biblical and world history. And then we find ourselves in the United States today. So um, what should our kind of attitude be or what should our posture be? Obviously, I've already said we don't give up. But are we silent? Is it bad to say I'm a Democrat? Is it bad to say I'm a Republican? Is it bad to say I think that, you know, this topic, I this is my view on BLM, or this is my view on uh, LGBTQ, or this is my, what you know, what, what do we do? Do we, are we silent? Do we not want to get involved? Do we not? And what I'm seeing is a very quiet uh, Christian community and a very loud activist social movement that in many cases has components that are completely wrong, like, like Herod having an adulterous wife. So how do you think and how do you process? Well, I want to give you four practical tips. I'll tell you what they are in advance. We need to excel at Bible, prayer, loving God, and loving people. Well, let's start with Bible. The Bible is the source of truth, okay? And so when we think about God's Word, there are certain things that the Bible is brutally clear on. Like, for example, back to Herod. It is wrong to have an adulterous relationship. John the Baptist stands up and says it's wrong. And unfortunately, you know, looking back, John the Baptist got killed. Bonhoeffer, same. Uh, Esther, 
uh, good news. You know, so we don't know how it's going to turn out, but nonetheless, when there is something that is clearly wrong, it could be murder, it could be crime, it could be an issue of gender, it could be an issue of like free speech. And those are things that the Bible has very strong, very, very strong statements. They're very clear. And those are the statements that believers should stand up in the church and even outside in the, in the community and say, these things are wrong. And then there's other things that are debatable. And sometimes we confuse these things. And debatable issues where that is the Bible isn't so clear, uh, we need to be very cautious, very gracious with each other and with the world. An example, can you think of an ex- of debatable that the Bible isn't brutally clear? Well, how about something like taxation? Now, I have my views on taxes and and things like that, but there is there's some uh, you know, debate you could have with a Bible in his hand. You could say, well, if a man doesn't work, a man doesn't eat. And another person could say, yeah, in the New Testament they shared. And, you know, believe me, I've heard all those debates. But the point is that taxation could be a debatable thing, something like uh, international policy, how active should a government be in helping other nations and things like that. Those are debatable things. We should be careful. But we should have Bible in our hand and we should be willing to talk from that frame. And, and take whatever consequences may come. And we, we, let, we let the Lord lead us, but the truth is that uh, we may get our head cut off like John the Baptist, or we may see glorious repentance like Nineveh. We don't know, but we should be speaking and not silent and in the conversation. The second thing after Bible is prayer. Uh, we all, I would guess, watch the news and the news, by the way, the mainstream news, um, whatever your source, it could be a Fox News, it could be a CNN or AP News or other other sources, uh, but a lot of them make a lot of money by getting us upset because that sells. It keeps us focused and our, keeps our attention gripped. But when we uh, find out what's going on in the world, and there is really plenty of bad news to be talked about, we can pray at the speed of news just by simply following and saying, oh Lord, I'm praying for that collapse in, of that building in Surfside. Oh Lord, I'm praying for our government to have truth and justice. Lord, I'm praying uh, for, that you give us godly leaders. Lord, I'm praying for the truth to come out. I mean, these are things that we can be doing regularly as we take in news. Thirdly, uh, love God. We just, we, at the end of the day, our center is always the Lord. We just love him. We just love God so much. And he's our number one. We, we talked about this last week, but practically if we don't have passion for God, we're just clanging gongs and cymbals. And speaking of loving God, that overflows to loving people. And uh, the big, the big, the big issue that I have with many Christians is not that they're talking. In fact, I believe that we're very silent in a very weak and uh, dangerous way. However, the real problem that I see is lack of love. Like, can we talk to someone uh, who is a believer or someone that's not a believer and debate them without, like, jumping all over them and, and telling them they're an awful person and that they're this, that, and the other? But to be able to talk and dialogue with people, there's a great verse. It says, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. 
And I have found uh, that I thoroughly enjoy talking to people who have totally different views about God, totally different political views than I have, uh, on the ones that the Bible is very clear and also the ones that it's not clear, something like taxation or international policy. But to have a conversation um, about love. I had someone want to debate me about immigration and I started talking and they just wanted to they just wanted to debate and we didn't have the same view and we got done and they said you should be president man because you care about people you know <laughs> anyways uh, we should have that that kind of that comes through say so that when people talk to Christians there's a way that they graciously uh, gracefully uh, articulate with a posture of love that is very, very much different from anything that they hear anywhere else. So that love of Christ is important. So friend, hey, let's not give up uh, on people. Let's not give up on the nations, but let's also be proactive, remembering that uh, God has called his people like Esther, or John the Baptist, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, many others. Uh, think about others like Daniel and uh, Joseph. and I mean, there, God has had his people... Um, in the nations, and we need to have a role and not just be silent. So God, we pray today, boldly asking that you would lead America to repentance, that you would strengthen your church to repent, to love you, and to, to love people, to know your word, to stand on it, know where it's clear and where, it's, where it gives room for different views, and, and help us to be praying people, optimistic people, people of life and of hope. And God, help us not to just uh, concede so easily something as beautiful as the United States. We pray for the United States to be a beacon. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the millions and millions of people in this nation that love you. And we pray, God, as the song says, that you would shed your grace on us. Uh, God, we do pray you'd bless America. We're not deserving. We are a very, very sin-stained people. And we can only appeal to your grace. Uh, be merciful, Lord. Be gracious. Revive your church and rescue this nation, Lord, from such folly and doom. And we ask all this thing together, Lord, from around the world in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you all. And yes, uh, may God bless America. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>